Hello, world, and thanks for tuning in to episode 45 of Master English with Tim, the podcast for learning English in depth and detail. In this week's episode, I'm going to share with you some words that all contain the letters G and L and have some identifiable similarities in meaning. If you've listened to my podcast before, you've probably heard me talk about Indo-European, which was a language first spoken about 6,500 years ago in what is now Ukraine. Indo-European later developed into many of the language groups and languages spoken today across most of Eurasia, including Iran, Afghanistan, and India. That means that words that we are using today in languages as different from one another as English, Polish, and Hindi all came from the same language that was spoken thousands of years ago. Today I will tell you about words that contain G and L together, a combination which is found in nine words that have a meaning connected with swallowing. Now, I want to make sure that everyone understands what swallow means, because the meaning of swallow is found in and connects all nine of today's words. So, imagine that you have a glass of water in your hand. You put the glass to your mouth and let some water go into your mouth. When you swallow the water, you make the water go from your mouth into your throat and then down into your stomach. So, let's get started with our words with GL. One thing to note is that the letter L sometimes is right after the letter G, but sometimes it comes a bit later in the word. Our first word is gulp. That's spelled G-U-L-P. When you gulp something, you swallow a large amount of it, often loudly. You can gulp only liquid things, not solid ones. So you can maybe gulp soup or a milkshake or smoothie, but you can't gulp a steak. You can definitely gulp water or iced tea or Coke, though. You might gulp water after you went for a long run on a hot day. You might gulp your coffee in the morning because you're going to be late for work. But before you gulp your coffee, you might want to mix it with some cold water so the coffee doesn't burn your throat. Let's move on to our next word, which is gullet, which is spelled G-U-L-L-E-T. That again is gullet. Your gullet simply is another word for your throat. As we say in English, though, the devil is in the details, and there are differences, two differences, between throat and gullet. First, gullet sounds less polite more rude than throat. It's not a terrible sounding word, but it also doesn't sound nice either, and I think you'll agree. The second difference is that, again, there's a strong association between gullet and the action of swallowing. So a primitive way of saying that you ate or drank something is to say that you put it down your gullet. For example, today, right now, is Super Bowl Sunday, and a lot of people in the United States are watching American football and putting pizza, chicken wings, and beer down their gullets. You can also use gullet as a verb, which is a rude way of saying someone quickly and maybe loudly ate or drank something. So again, right now as I'm writing this text on Super Bowl Sunday, people are gulleting pizza, chicken, wings, and beer. The next word with this root is glottis. That's spelled G-L-O-T-T-I-S. Glottis is a word from anatomy, which refers to a small, flat piece of skin that is inside your throat. When the glottis is closed, it protects your airways from dirt and dust and any other bad stuff that might want to enter there. The glottis also helps you to pronounce certain sounds when you speak. Let's move on to the next word, which is glutton. That's spelled G-L-U-T-T-O-N. 
A glutton is a person who eats too much. This is also a pretty rude word, even insulting, so I'm including it mainly because it's part of the general pattern of words with GL having something to do with swallowing. A significantly less rude word is the noun gluttony, which refers to the act of eating too much rather than the person who does it. Now, of course, the United States is a country which is associated with gluttony. I mentioned earlier that people eat a lot of unhealthy food on Super Bowl Sunday, and I can confirm that the eating that is done while people watch the game can be described as gluttony. Still, you can see even more gluttony on Thanksgiving, which I find to be pretty sad, especially when people eat to the point almost of being sick and then are proud of it. Gluttony is one thing, but proud gluttony is something else entirely. Okay, so much for gluttony gluttons and gluttony. The next word is gills, which is written G-I-L-L-S. Gills are the thin parallel cuts that you find on the sides of fish's faces. Fish use gills to help them breathe underwater, and sharks are a type of fish that have really big gills. So far, the words I've talked about have a direct connection to swallowing. The next three words are from the very different topic of geography, but you will see the connection. Before I tell you about three, uh, these three words, though, I want to point something out. I've had the idea to make this episode about words with GL in them now for several months and was really excited about writing and recording it. However, when I looked online at some of the word histories, I saw that, at least according to the sources I was reading, not all of the words had clear historical um, or etymological connections to each other. It's true that when doing words, uh, doing work like this, coincidences can make it seem like words that look or sound similar are related when this is not always true. Now, normally, my intuition on these things is right, and I find that the words that I think are connected etymologically are connected in the way that I think they are after I check. But when I was writing and researching this episode, and I saw that in some cases the connections were probably not historical. The connections that I saw probably were not historical, and this really underlined the tension in some of the material that I was creating. So what is my goal? Is my goal to give my students and listeners a strict historical understanding of word origins, or is it to help my students and listeners remember words and their meanings so that they have better vocabularies? Well, if I have to choose strictly between the two, I would say it's the second one, that is, to make students' vocabularies better. But I do think it's also really interesting and therefore motivating and useful to make people think about word histories, just maybe not in the super strict way that um, you might think you that you might expect um, from a person who studies that specifically rather than teaching. So, okay, enough of that. Um, I just wanted to, you know, make that little disclaimer so that you know exactly what you're getting here when you listen to me. I'm a teacher first and foremost, and um, this etymology thing is more of a hobby for me. Um, So, anyway, enough of that. Let's move on to our next word, which is gulf. That's spelled G-U-L-F. Gulf is a term from geography, and it means a very large and deep body of salt water which has land next to it on most sides. One example of a famous gulf is the Gulf of Mexico. If you look at or just imagine a map which includes Mexico and the southeast of the U.S., including especially Florida, and if you follow the line of the land which starts in Florida and you go west you will continue past Alabama, 
Louisiana, Mississippi, Mississippi, and then Texas. And then if you keep going south, you'll continue along the coast of Mexico. And the line that you follow on that coast will make something that looks a bit like a big half circle. All of the water that's inside of that half circle is the Gulf of Mexico. Now, at this point, you might ask what a big body of water like the Gulf of Mexico has to do with swallowing. Well, the Gulf of Mexico is pretty deep, so if you jump into it, you will be swallowed. Let's move on to another pair of words with GL, with the root GL that also come from geography. However, these two words do not uh, have to do not with water, but with land, and also are the name for something that is much smaller than a gulf. The first of these two words is gully, which is spelled G-U-L-L-Y. A gully is a long V-shaped cut in the ground that is made by flowing water. This could be a river or creek that has since dried up, or it could just be a large amount of water flowing down, for example, the side of a hill or mountain. The second of the two words is gulch, which is spelled G-U-L-C-H. A gulch is similar to a gully, but a gulch is deeper, and it may still have some water running at the bottom of it. Okay, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening, and I will see you in the comments and next Monday.